Welcome to a Fast Takes Women in Science podcast honoring the International Day of Women and Girls in Science. This is your host, Joan Banks-Smith. In this episode, I interviewed Dr. Amanda Botticello, Assistant Director from our Center for Spinal Cord Injury Research and Center for Outcomes and Assessment Research about her scientific background, how she chose her career path, the research she is currently involved with, and advice to women in the same field. Dr. Botticella, can you tell us what your scientific background is? I started with a bachelor's degree in social psychology, uh, but my early experiences in with the history of medicine in my undergrad led me to investigate a career in public health. I started with an MPH, a master's degree in public health, where I focused on community health science, which was really, at the time, the study of social location and how that affects people's likelihood of uh, contracting a certain disease or health condition. And from there, I went on to pursue my PhD in public health, which was a multidisciplinary degree that involved training in epidemiology, biostatistics, and more advanced theoretical work in the social determinants of health and health research. How did you choose your field of study? I really came at it from a point of view of of curiosity. Uh, When I was an undergrad, the AIDS epidemic was in full swing. And I took a course on the history of medicine that really used that current event as a microcosm for exploring different plagues and epidemics that have occurred over the course of history. And through that work, I started to investigate different career options um, and looking at applied health sciences. And I was really interested in the work that was conducted by the Centers for Disease Control. So from there, I learned about a master's in public health program and started on my path to a career in public health. Which topic are you working on at the moment? Well, I have a couple of different lines of research, but one that I've I've been developing, I would say, over the past 10 to 12 years is looking at environmental factors and how they contribute to the experience of disability. So as I mentioned, with the social determinants of health, there are certain characteristics of people that uh, predispose them to becoming ill or developing a certain health condition. And that is definitely true of the places where you live. And one of the things that we find in particular with the populations that we study at Kessler is people can receive very similar medical treatment when they're being treated for a catastrophic health event like a spinal cord injury or a brain injury. However, as they return in the community and over time, the characteristics of the places where they live, and by this I mean, you know, opportunities for employment or engagement in the community and access to healthcare, really take over and become very important into whether or not somebody becomes successful in maintaining a good quality of life and a healthy life or whether or not somebody encounters further health challenges. How do you think you'll make a difference? What I'm hoping is that my research contributes to the larger study of this area that really shows that where you live is very important to your health and in fact can be deterministic over the long term. Um, This has certainly not been as well studied in disability populations as it has in the general population. So I'm hoping my work really sheds light on the fact that people with disabilities you know, really are vulnerable to a lot of the characteristics of our of our communities and the structure of our society. And if we are really going to improve 
the health and well-being of this population in the long term, we have to do a better job about improving access and integration of people with disabilities in the community. What are the hardest parts related to this work? I think whether it's my work in particular or science in general, it's um, it's the rejection. I mean, you it's par for the course. Um, a lot of science and a lot of good science comes from you know, encountering setbacks and going back to the drawing board and try to try to figure out, you know, how to troubleshoot your theory, how to investigate, uh, you know, an alternative explanation that you haven't considered before. Um, and as you know, we are, are constantly in the throes of either seeking funding for our work or seeking to... Uh, to disseminate the findings of our research, and part of that scientific review process involves rigorous peer review, which often sends you back to the drawing board. Um, it's always difficult to face uh, criticism in the moment, but if you step back and look at things over time, uh, feedback, in particular thoughtful feedback from your colleagues, always helps you to move the field forward. So even if you don't see it in the moment, um, it's part of the process. It's, it's just one of those constant challenges that you have to work through every day. What advice would you give to women in your field? I think the advice that I would give to women starting out is you are going to encounter certain challenges. Um, a large part of science is persistence, and persistence pays off. I found that was advice that I was given early on, and it really is true. Um, not to give up, to learn from the feedback that you receive, but to keep pushing forward. I also think for women in particular, we do a great job of mentoring one another and collaborating with one another. Um, I have so many female colleagues, both in my past and in my present uh, professional circumstances, who've been tremendous to work with. And I find that uh, overall, the women that I've worked with have a great collaborative spirit. And I would say if you're just starting out to really reach out to people, uh, learn how to how to work on a team, that's when the best science occurs. Thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us and just talk about some of the things that you've been working on and how you got there. Well, thank you very much for having me. For more information about Dr. Amanda Botticello, be sure and check out the links in the program notes. Tuned into our podcast series lately? Join our listeners in 90 countries who enjoy learning about the work of Kessler Foundation. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and subscribe to our SoundCloud channel, Kessler Foundation, for more research updates. This podcast was recorded on Monday, February 1st, 2021, remotely, and was edited and produced by Joan Banks-Smith, creative producer for Kessler Foundation.